Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes They're coming the from the coat. left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Welcome to the High Motor Podcast. Andrew Dowdy, Chase Kitty on the 100th episode of the High Motor Podcast. And Chase, I was just telling you, the first episode was January 2nd, 2019. I think it was a couple days after the college football playoff semifinals, uh, right before the, the national championship. On that episode, the first episode, I had Tim Tebow on and I had Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger on. I would trade either of them for Chase A. Kitty of Richmond VA. When I think of excellence in, in sports analysis, I think of three names. Ross Dellinger, Tim Tebow, and myself. I said that kind of kidding, but I'm honestly not because I've had Tebow on twice. And like I get that Tebow's a, a genuinely nice guy. I don't. Last time I had him on, he tried to defend Urban Meyer in a really batshit crazy way. So I didn't love that. But I mean, he's a really nice guy and, and Dellinger is great. Um, I would rather talk to you than have Tebow on another time. I'm not even kidding with that. You you just don't get that kind of substance from someone like him that we we can't have the same conversation with him. He Tim just, Tebow he, has a brand to protect, and I live alone. Exactly. You could go to India on a moment's notice if you wanted to. That's right. I love. I mean, I love talking to writers. I'm sure in the same boat. I love talking to writers and players and coaches a lot. Uh, I really love doing those episodes. But honestly, these are a blast. Sincerely appreciate your time chatting. Um, it's always kind of felt like we're just chilling in a hot tub, shooting the shit. So today, we're not going to talk about Chase's sex life. That was your request, but we that are going to cover request. <laughs> a very specific request from you. We are going to cover a lot of ground though, with ten questions apiece. And aside from from Chase's sex life, we're going to get through a lot in the next forty to forty five minutes. This was mostly your idea, so let's fire it up here. What do you have for me? Some are sports-related. I'll speak for both of us. Some are sports-related, some are not. Question number one I have for you. In your opinion, who is the best Disney villain? Who is the best Disney villain? Um, Good Lord. Jafar still terrifies the shit out of me. Yeah, probably Jafar. I think because he, he has sat... I haven't seen a Disney movie in a really long time. My kid's not old enough to, to have re-watched them. So I feel like of all of them, that's sat with me the most. Wow, I did not think you were going to go that direction with number one. He's creepy. He creepy is. He hell. has like magic powers and shit. Especially when he transforms into the old guy in the beginning of the movie. Remember that part? I do. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. Wow, my first question is a little bit different here. I would imagine so. <laughs> what would you rather give up? Cheese or standing up peeing? Oh, that's easy to me. Standing up peeing. It's pizza for me that I can't get over. If if I could have cheese on pizza, I'd probably give up cheese. That's that's the one hitch for me. Where is an the aggressive cheese eater? I, I I will just eat cheese. So it's not even a pizza thing for you. Yeah, I mean, I had pizza today for lunch. I like pizza, but I don't even have to go to pizza to need the cheese. Let me make this clear. When I say standing up peeing, you can never do it ever again. When you're on the side of the road, you have to squat. 
like a woman, you can never, ever stand up again. Totally good with that. That's not even a thought for you. No. How It's way easier to check my phone, look at my Twitter mentions or whatever, when I'm sitting down to pee. So I unnecessarily sit down to pee, not like all the time, but probably more than the average person already. So yeah, go ahead. When you go to pee, what percentage of the time are you just going to sit down for your own comfort? 20%? 50%? All I'm doing is peeing. Yeah. 20-ish, 15 to 20% of the time, yeah. Do you ever sit down in a public restroom just by choice to pee? I mean, if if I have a good reason to. But it doesn't depend if I'm on like the quality of... from work and shirking responsibilities. Well, sure. yeah, that, that's a different ballgame. But it, it just depends on the quality of the restroom or you're... Definitely. Yeah. I'm not an animal. Number two. Did you attend dances in middle school? If so, what was your approach? And if not, why? Where... I had no idea where you were going to go with this, but you talked a tiny amount, not a, not a lot, but a tiny amount of shit about the questions coming into this. And I really wanted to bring it. So in, here we go. In your defense, I said, and I quote, anything, you anything. Did. Yep. That anything. happened. This, this falls I, under that category. I didn't really have an approach. Like in middle school, I was popular, but I wasn't attractive. I was the, the shorter, pudgier type. And... I didn't really have an approach. It was more like, oh, that's tonight. All right, let's do it. Let's put on our Echo shirt. Let's uh, maybe put a long sleeve shirt underneath it. Find some sort of jeans. Never been a jean guy. Somebody that's walking on the street in jeans is never comfortable. They're lying to themselves. And then maybe some sort of uh, backward hat that might match the long sleeve shirt. There was no strategy behind the actual dance itself. It was more of a let's not look like an idiot. Let's go have a good time on a Friday night and then go play some N64. So your your middle school dance strategy was the it was the middle school equivalent of I don't have to outrun the bear, I just have to outrun my slowest friend. Exactly. And it was a dance, it was at a different school every time because our school didn't have them and it was six or seven different schools. So it was mostly with people you didn't know. So I didn't I wasn't going to put myself out there. Exactly how you described it. Wow, this is weird. Number <laughs> number 2. Take one school out of each Power 5 conference. You can either say they're completely gone, wiped off the face of the earth, or you can say that all sports are still there um, and football is just in the FCS. One team from each conference, what teams do you take out of each Power 5 conference? Um, Pac-12. I like this. Pac-12. Um, Maybe take your time. Yes. Yeah. Are yeah. we recording right now? Yeah, take your time. Is the thing? See, in podcasting, dead silence when there's nothing, that's that's it. That's it. Man. Uh, Mine ha- is cow. just, really? Wow. I thought Washington State or Colorado was the easy choice. See, here's the problem. I, I thought about Colorado, but people, people enjoy Colorado. I thought about Oregon State and Washington State, but it, it feels like you're throwing off the balance of both of those states. Like Oregon and Oregon State play off each other, and Washington and Washington State play off each other. I don't want to get rid of the Civil War. I don't oh. want to get rid okay, of the so Colorado Africa. doesn't play off of anybody. It doesn't, but people like Colorado. I wouldn't pick Cal just because I'm in love with Justin Wilcox and all the direction he's going, and I'm, I still think he's going to take one of these big time jobs in college football that comes open, whether that's USC or um, I don't even know Auburn, maybe something like that. I think he's going to take one of those jobs eventually. 
But I'm also starting to think that he might be at Cal for a little bit of time, and I don't want Cal to be gone right now. Whereas Colorado hired Carl Durrell, and they're going nowhere. I'm fine with them being gone right now. Um, I don't. I didn't think about any of that, honestly, in my approach. None of that was factored in. All right, Big 12. Big 12. Okay, I think the the logical choice here is obviously West Virginia, but I'm a West Virginia fan, so I'm not going to do that. So Iowa State. ACC. This is a hard one. Again, I think the if I just want the layup, I just go Pitt, ha, ha, ha. Um, but, you know, Pitt's a historic program, so I don't want to get rid of them. I think the layup is Boston College. I think that's absolutely well for personally for me personally uh, for you it's Pitt. I, I think like Bo- Boston. We we talked one or two podcasts ago about how I like. I think it's cool when Boston College is good. I don't necessarily want to tailgate there, but I think it's cool when their football team's good. Maybe maybe like Syracuse. If we're strictly talking football, I don't need Syracuse. Yeah. Right? They do play in a dome. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. They that. do play in a dome. Yeah. SEC. Ah, uh, this is uh, Vanderbilt. I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the easiest answer out of well, Big Ten. Uh, I don't need Rutgers. Please go away. Right. That's what I was going to say. I think Vanderbilt's <laughs> the easiest one. answer out of the Power Five, but but no, it's it's absolutely Rutgers. Yeah, I, I would go Vanderbilt, Rutgers, Boston College. Oddly, I think I would take out TCU from the Big 12. Is that a really unpopular opinion? I, I get where you're coming from there. I was going to say Texas Tech. I, I just, I don't like Iowa State personally being a Kansas alum, but I, I like what Matt Campbell is doing there and what type of program that has become. I don't want to get rid of West Virginia football, so I'm I'm kind of fine with Texas Tech or TCU. That's interesting. I would think geographically West Virginia just sticks out really, really I, I just don't care. I, I don't care about geographically at all. If, if they're a good fit for the conference, which I honestly think they I, are. Oh, yeah. They're a great fit for the conference. If yeah. it'd, be, it'd be better in the Weirdly. ACC, but geographically I don't care. Yeah, and then I would take out Washington State or Colorado from the Pac-12. Which of these fans is the most annoying? A, fantasy football guy. B, ESPN is out to get us guy. C, uh, championship legacy guy. This is the guy that loves to tell you about how, like, don't rule out Urban Meyer coming back and coaching at Tennessee because Tennessee was good 25 years ago. Uh, D, bandwagon soccer fans. I don't care about soccer in any capacity. Therefore, that's not even a consideration yeah, of mine. There's two. Um, more. Okay. There's, yeah, wow. I gave you six choices here. E, non-bandwagon soccer fans. F, gatekeeper guy. What is that? Like, you're at a bar and you say, like, oh, I'm an Ohio State fan. Oh, you are? I'm an Ohio State fan. So I guess you probably know who the quarterback was there in 1994 if you're an Ohio State fan. <laughs> This happens to to women all the damn time. It too. does. Like I mean, you hear stories from women writers all the time. Oh, you're a Florida writer. Who was their quarterback in 1976? And then they tell you, like, as if they're or if it, they don't even know that. There's, anyways, we're not gonna get into that. Easily, easily the ESPN guy, and it's to probably not even close. I would add a. Would you have six? I would add a seventh one to that, and it's the. Buckeye Nation guy. It's the Horn Frog Nation guy. When somebody when, when like when like Ryan Day posts a thing or like some player messes up and posts an apology, don't worry, Buckeye Nation loves you. We're here for you. This is Buckeye Nation. That would be way better than your soccer ones. I would still take ESPN is out to get us because like we talked about last week or two weeks ago maybe, ESPN is not a nonprofit government organization out to serve your interests. They're a revenue company that has shareholders and a duty to their shareholders to make money. That is by far the worst fan. I would put the nation guy 
a pretty close second. Though. Let me let me offer a quick word on on the soccer guys. I I I don't think they're in the running to win this either, but I definitely think they deserve their spot. For like I enjoy Katie Nolan. I think she's really funny. When she just randomly decided she was a diehard Liverpool fan, like overnight, that was one of the weirdest things that happened. But did in the she? Last couple ad- of did she say, "Hey guys, I haven't really paid attention to soccer, but I'm hopping aboard the Liverpool train now"? Did she admit it? Not that I saw. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. But even if she, like, that's that's just weird to me, right? That's I feel just like weird you, I feel you can... like you can admit it though. And if you're just like, you know what? Like, for example, I like hockey. Like I follow the Wild here, but I'm not. A, I don't watch 82 games. And when the playoffs come around, I'm fully on board, and I will absolutely admit that I'm the bandwagon fan. I could see people having a problem with that, but it's also like, hey, I love playoff hockey. The other, the other thing with soccer is like when the 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 non bandwagon soccer guy, like when the World Cup comes around and everybody is suddenly invested in soccer. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But there's a weird selection of soccer fans that are like, ugh. I almost don't even like the World Cup because everybody pretends they care about soccer. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, man. Like, I don't really care about curling, but during the Winter Olympics, I hope America wins a gold medal. <laughs> like, that's kind of how this works, right? Number three, is there a movie that you're legitimately afraid to say you love? And I know that we're both pretty transparent on this show. You're a pretty transparent, open book kind of guy, but everyone has a movie or a TV show where you're not broadcasting it that you love it. What is that movie for you? A movie that I don't want to admit that I love. Not even that you don't want to admit it, but like if you're sitting around if you're sitting around like in the bar with with 10 people and someone's like, "Oh, I saw this movie last night." And then you don't speak up and say, "Oh yeah, I watched Pitch Perfect last night and it's amazing." Yeah, should I be embarrassed that I like Pitch Perfect? I didn't even think of that. But that that type of movie, is there a I think Pitch Perfect is a great example because everybody likes it. Man, I just nothing's coming to mind. Like I, La La, La Land? Do you like that one? I did like La La Land, yeah. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate it, and I really liked it. All right. Well, we can move on if you don't have one. We can come back to it later. What's yours? What, what's... I wrote down Pitch Perfect. Oh, I think people like Pitch Perfect. I don't think you're supposed to be embarrassed by that. Uh, I think a lot of people would be... I guess it depends on what type of person. Yeah. You're not supposed to be, but I'm saying that you would not always feel comfortable if you're sitting around the bar with 10 of your JMU buddies, and they're talking about, did you see the latest slasher movie? And then you pipe up and say, yeah, Anna, Anna Kendrick's got killer some pitch perfect. Man. Uh, number four, do you make your bed every day? No. And do you think that matters? No. I agree. I don't know why you would ever waste your time doing that. I agree, but there there is a whole school of thought out there, and I think this is a, a, a who's it, Nathan Peterson? Is that, a, that makes did I make that guy up? Nathan Peterman? No, not not him. If you don't start your day by making your bed, then you'll never accomplish anything. But you know what? I don't I don't need to build in little wins for myself to make myself no, feel good. Go take a shit and spend your two minutes doing that. There's your win. What are we doing here? If you understand entropy, you don't need to make your bed. Hot take. Next question. I'm telling you that we'll have a first time playoff team in twenty twenty. Last I think it was Two weeks ago, maybe we talked about the next conference to get a new team in the playoff. Uh, I think it was two or three weeks ago. I'm telling you that that will happen in 2020. I can see the future right now. Who is that team? I just so happened after we discussed this on the last podcast, I went and looked at returning uh, production for teams, and I noticed very close to the top of the list in 2020, Oklahoma State. And we, I already 
explained in a previous episode how I thought the Big 12 was sort of primed to be one of the best conferences to put a new team in. So I'm going to roll with Oklahoma State here. I love that. I was actually doing, uh, over the last few weeks, I've been looking over, trying to do every single team. I just told you before we hopped on, I was looking at UConn's schedule. I was also doing a lot of work with the top 10 coming out with, the you know, ranking all 130 teams. And spoiler here, I have Oklahoma State number nine, and I consider them consider putting them a lot higher. Nine was kind of where I put them in the very beginning as my ceiling, thinking like, well, maybe they'll settle at, you know, 11 or 12 once we go through Auburn and LSU and all these other teams. They're number nine. I love that a lot. I just love Florida's chances of getting there better. So I have Florida for this, but I do love Oklahoma State because I don't, I'm just not buying that Texas can go 11 and one, 12 and one and make the playoff. I'm not, I, I like Oklahoma and they get the benefit of the doubt, but like you were saying, when we were talking about the Big 12, getting another team in, it's kind of like we have all these other different teams cycling around. And this year, it looks like Oklahoma State is going to kind of be that team that Baylor was last year. But I think Oklahoma State's going to be a hell of a lot better than Baylor was last year. God, that's a good call for you. I'm going to stay with Florida, though. Uh, number five for me, if you have the power to take a national championship away from any college football or college basketball team this century, so 2000 on, who would you take it away from and why? And this does not have to be because you feel like it's undeserving. It can be, but it can also just be because, hey, I don't like that team. I don't like that coach. I want to take it away from them. It would either be Ohio State because Urban Meyer is a douchebag and he should not be allowed to ever coach football again, or it would be UConn's titles because it infuriates me that me being a Kansas alum, they have one title in the last 31 years and UConn has three, during that time they've spent a lot of it being mediocre or a little bit above mediocre. So I don't even dislike UConn at all. I just It infuriates me that a team like that can make that kind of a run. I dislike Urban Meyer, and I dislike how Ohio State uh, reacted. And I'm not going to put all their fans into one category here, but I dislike how they reacted to Brett McMurphy's reporting and that whole situation. Who would you take away? I didn't even consider that. <laughs> That's a good question, though. That's a really good question. Uh, probably. I think there needs to be two levels, kind of like where you just don't like a team or a coach for one real reason. I think disliking Urban Meyer is fair and real. And then another one where you're just like, I I didn't enjoy that. I mean, like the UConn, yeah, it was UConn Butler, right, in 2011. That was just a horrible, horrible national championship game, like 53 to 45 or something. That that season just sucked. Uh, I think I, I don't have as much of a Duke hate rage boner as a lot of other people do, but I would probably take away the Grayson Allen Duke championship. Number five, what is the lowest that you've ever been as a fan? Oh, easy. That's a layup. Two thousand and seven. I yep. assume. Yeah, yeah. You knew the answer to that one. I, I think the tough thing about so for those that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about when Pitt beat West Virginia in two thousand seven to sort of cap. The wild 2007 year, West Virginia. They win that game. They're going to walk in the national title game. Instead, they lose to Pitt, who was like three and eight that year. And uh, they, I mean, they still beat the shit out of Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. But that's not really what we wanted to see. Can you, because you're you're part of that, can you not appreciate how wild the 2007 season was because of how much it hurt? No, I can. Um, I, I think I, I have a divider wall up in my head pretty clearly because that, I mean, that season was incredible. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I think this applies to both the loss and appreciating the season was I was like 17 in 2007. 
So both the season and the loss, I didn't have like a historical appreciation at the time for just how wild that season was and also just how low that point was for me as a fan. Like for the same reason, I probably didn't appreciate Pat White enough in the moment because I was like 15 when he was a freshman and I didn't, I didn't understand how great he was or how awesome those four years were for West Virginia from a historical standpoint. So uh, I I have appreciated it more and more as I've gotten older, uh, but I've also looked back at that loss and gone, man, this like, did I know when I was 17 that that would be like the number one seed in days that haunt me for the rest of my life? I was watching that. So that was my freshman year of college. I was watching that at KU. I just worked out the rack and I was sitting there. was like a TV near the entrance and I sat down to watch the fourth quarter of it. And there were two football, KU football players next to me watching it. I didn't know them or anything. And then after the game, they both looked at each other and they're like, shit, we about to be number two. We're at number six here. Which random college football team do you wish was much better for really no actual reason at all? Oregon State. I don't know why. I have some sort of affinity for the Civil War, and I think it would be great if both those teams were really good. I don't know. It feels like everybody has one of these. I don't know why. What is yours? Central Michigan. Why? <laughs> what? I don't... There's no reason why. I just... I I want to wake up one Saturday morning and no, just hear Reese Davis on the mic in his silky no, tones. No, you don't. And you know, we've got a big game today with the Chippewas. I could have listed all... I could have gotten to maybe like 110 on the number of teams I would have listed before you said that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I want to see a ten and two Central Michigan team competing for one of eight playoff spots, and they get left out, but they're in the conversation. I've always wanted to see Utah be really good. Like I, I love Kyle Whittingham. I want to see Utah or like Stanford. It, that's more so for coaches that I really like. Love David Shaw. Love Kyle Whittingham. I would love to see them. And last year was. About as close as it's gotten. Stanford, maybe five or six years ago. I can't remember exactly what year, but I would love to see one of those teams be the type of team that LSU was this year. I think that would be so much fun. Number six, you said a couple weeks ago that you've never been out of the country. True. What's the dream international vacay for Chase Kitty? Oh, uh, I would I would really like to do... I've always wanted to do Italy um, and pr- just like probably some standard like American European backpacking trip. I would really enjoy that. And not just because that's some like cookie cutter vacation. I love history. I love Europe. I love backpacking. Like I love hiking. I love all of those things. So it wouldn't just be, man, won't this be a cool thing I can tell people about? I like, I would live in the woods for in Europe for like two months if I could. That sounds awesome to me. I would love that. So it's not India. It's not India. No, (laughs) no, no offense to the wonderful people of Mumbai. Uh, would probably not in the top five of my personal trips. Number seven, what is the largest animal you could kill in a fight with no weapons? I don't hunt. I enjoy meat, so I don't have like anything against killing animals. I would feel really uncomfortable if I had to, you mean? Y- your life is on the line. Like they're going after my kid and I and I gotta I gotta get in there. Correct. Uh like a jackrabbit maybe? 
I think I think that's an honest answer. I think people are. This is a. I think people would overestimate their skills in this question. But then again, I feel like it's one of those things where if an animal is going after my kid, like you could you could probably. I'm not that big. I'm about five eight, five nine, maybe a buck sixty. I don't know what my capability would be. I've never actually fought a human before, let alone an animal. Have you fought a human before? Sure. Like actually fought a human, like. Fisticuffs fought. Yeah, I'm not like a fighter, but I've been in a couple of fights before. Yeah, really? See, I've never done that before. Therefore, I don't know what my capability would be. I don't know. Like, if a bobcat was coming after her, could I fend it off? That, that's that's when you're starting to get into the danger zone. Like, I could think I, I think it? I could take a pig. <laughs> like, I think I could kill a pig with my hands. So we're talking about full on killing. Yeah, like yeah. no sticks, no rocks, nothing. Yeah. You have what you walked out of the house wearing. How do you? How would you do that? Like, just stomp on it? Hit it real hard. <laughs> Until it's dead. I think that's the key of your question there, is is the death part. Yeah. I think you could fend off a lot of things. Kill it with your hands. That would be really uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe a pig. Like a chipmunk? Yeah, yeah. Squirrel? I would think you could kill a squirrel with your bear. I hands. feel like the rodent family. I'm pretty good. <laughs> You're very in. comfortable uh, with when you get into murder. you know pure livestock like a cow. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I could take down a cow. Kyle Kinane has a great joke about how you gonna how you gonna punch a cow. Like that's pretty much the whole joke, but it's really funny. I don't know why. Because they don't have peripheral vision too, so you could you could come up behind it. But then again, so like if I'm behind the cow and the cow is staring down my kid, I could come up from behind it and maybe you know. Get a couple wax in and, and tip it over. Yeah, maybe maybe cow is the answer because if you tip the cow over, like that's the ball game. Well, yeah, and you said largest too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, largest. Yeah. Like However poundage. You poundage. However you want to define large, you can go volume. You can go. You can go poundage. Density. Horse. You could kill a horse with your bare hands. I don't know. What's the whole... I don't think you can kill a horse with your bare hands. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe cow's the answer. And the I think that... cow is almost cheating just because it's not like you would beat the cow to the point of death. You are uh, exploiting the cow's natural biology. What if you break a horse's ankle and then leave it for dead? How are you going to break a horse's ankle, though? You don't think you could stomp on it and break it? No. Definitely Number not. seven. Number seven. Number seven. <laughs> What's the most money you've lost in one sports bet? Oh. Was that last year with the whole Illinois State debacle? Yeah. Yes. What was the number on that? It was, well, now this wasn't one bet. It was one game, okay, multiple fine. bets one game, on multiple But you books. went to different books because you couldn't max, you couldn't get to Yeah, I was trying to max out book. everywhere I could, yeah. What was the number? Uh, it was, I have, at the top of my head, I don't know what the exact number was, but it was in the neighborhood of like $8,500. And then the SID got on Twitter and started talking shit to me after the game. So, which you deserved. Which I did deserve. It was great. I was. You told was, everybody to get on there, empty the savings account, I think was your exact... I think you literally said, empty the savings account. I did say this that. This is the game. And well, I, I was actually playing this back in my head like a week ago, so it's funny you, that we're talking about this now. I give all credit to Illinois State and James Robinson for winning the game. And, I mean, somebody in the NFL needs to pay that man because he is a great young running back. And he is, I mean, he's going to be somebody in the NFL. He didn't get drafted? Uh, No, I don't, no. But, I mean, just a full indictment of 
the Southeast Missouri coaching staff, if you ask me. Like, they have one guy on the team. You couldn't stop one guy. There's no passing. The quarterback completed, like, two passes the whole game. I mean, it's just, this is where it's going to start to get really real. Frisky. Yeah. Have we, as a society, gone too far with our relationships with dogs? Oh, yeah. God, yes. It's it's ridiculous. And I have a dog, and our relationship has soured a little bit with the kid. It's just it's just harder, and the dog gets on my nerves more. But, oh, God, yeah. I mean, that's... I think my main thing is is that most dogs suck. Most dogs are ugly. Most dogs stink. They, they don't do anything. They so, serve no purpose. And the owner doesn't seem to understand that, that your dog is not cute. It's a really, really ugly dog, and I don't want to pet it. I don't want it to be around me. And owners don't understand that. If your dog is cute and it's an adorable puppy and it doesn't shit everywhere, sure. Okay. I, I want millennials to come to terms with the fact that we have now an excessive love for dogs because we have a hole inside of us and don't trust other people. So we need to trust dogs because we know they won't hurt us. Deep. It's a safe zone, and that's fine. But, like, like I, I'm ready to put dogs in the category of your fantasy team. I don't care about your dog. I don't want to hear about your dog. And it's not even being mean. Like, I've, I've said this before. I don't really like children that much. Like, I, I'm, I just am not that kind of a person. And sure, are there, there are kids out there that I care about, relatives. Including, but, hopefully, your own. Yes. But generally, I mean, it's the same deal. I love my fantasy football team. I don't care about yours. I love my kid to death, but I just, I don't. I don't care about other kids. And I, I think that we need to accept that that's not mean. It's not. I remember, I think it was Rosillo and SVP, where they were talking about maybe four or five years ago, back in the God, back in the glory days, saying, like, what are the biggest days of your life? And a lot of people would say, like, well, you get married, you have a kid. It's like, well, really, everybody does that. I mean, it's just because you have one doesn't mean it's unique. Everybody has a kid. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not. To you, it is. To everybody else, it's not. Sticking along this this pet theme here, what's your biggest pet peeve about other podcasts? If you tune in to, let's say, a new show, and the show has this or does that, what is your biggest pet peeve? When, I want to phrase this very carefully, when the podcast becomes a vehicle to talk about very specific things, but you're not necessarily transparent about that. Like your podcast shouldn't be a means for you to talk about. Two... We need an example here. Yeah, like I'm not doing a good job describing this, but I... no, you're doing a terrible job. Yeah, example. like I here's here's a high profile example that that isn't political, so people will understand what I'm saying. I get it, Bill Simmons. You're from Boston. I got it. Stop talking about Boston on your podcast. I mean, like, he goes out of his way to talk about Boston. And it's just not fun to listen to. When, if you're doing three podcasts a week, and you talk about Boston every single podcast, that's too much. Talk about it less, you know? If you're, is that fair? Like, I think that's fair. I think that would just be, and I had that problem too. I would think that would be pretty far down the list. Like, I, I think bad audio. Like, that's more what I was thinking of. Or dumb small talk to open the show. I don't like when, when guys do that. They they overkill a, a very specific thing. Or, yeah, back when I talked to this guy and then they bring it up every fucking show. 
But I feel like that's just farther down the list and it's something that I can look over or just click the fast forward 15 seconds and get over with it. Uh, I would say the other thing that I have is people who are overplaying like their own fame or their own access. Like I like people who are really upfront and honest about how much access they do or don't have. Like when, when I hear people constantly talk about like, oh, I was talking to sources the other day. Like you don't have fucking sources, dude. You don't have sources, all right? And the reason I know that is because I am like, I I don't, how do you describe your own level of fame? I don't know, but I'm a nobody, right? Like I'm not famous. If Unless you listen to this podcast or the other podcasts I do or read the Hero Sports, you don't know who I am. I have very limited access. I have a couple of sources. I've worked really hard to cultivate them. And those people aren't famous either. So I don't have... Most 99% of the time, I don't have any sources worth talking about. You don't have any sources worth talking about. Like, shut up with your sources have told me. Why can't we become more comfortable with, I mean, looking back over the show, like we've, I've had some pretty well-known, like David Shaw was on the show. Mike Leach was on the show. Like Jeff Goodman was on the show. Melora Hart, like people that people know. And yeah, I have like their phone numbers still. But if I called them a random on the streets, they wouldn't know who I was. Why do we have to pretend that you know somebody when you don't know them? I mean, that's the game, though, right? Like, but who who cares though? And why 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 could, does that get you off? Because you can say, like I said, I could I could text or call Mike Leach right now, but he wouldn't know who I was unless I said, "Hey, you were on my show a couple of months ago." Hope all is well. Whatever. Why do we have to pretend like going off of what you said? Why do we have to pretend like we know somebody? Or we're so well connected to somebody. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't I don't want to be Adam Schefter. I look at Adam Schefter and say, you're really good at your job. I would never want your job. That sounds horrible. Would you want his job? No, you're constantly, like, it sounds massaging information out of people. And people have to know, like, when Adam Schefter texts you, like, he wants something from you. A hundred percent of the time. He doesn't want like your chili recipe. He wants to know who's getting cut. He doesn't want to know how your kids are doing. Like he specifically wants to know what's going on with the extra roster spot. Like that's got to suck. This stems back to a a debate I was having with some family members uh, yesterday. What is the minimum threshold in your opinion to be a fan of a team? My sister, like I, we, I've described the fact that my family's from West Virginia. We're West Virginia fans. My sister went to UVA and is probably the farthest removed from the West Virginia stuff because we moved out when she was really young. So she's on a conference call at work yesterday. She's an engineer in, in DC and she is on a conference call with somebody named Will Greer and she can't place the name. So she texts all of us, do we have a family friend named Will Greer or something? Because I'm on a conference call with a guy named Will Greer and I just can't place the name. And I'm like, oh, you mean the West Virginia quarterback who's currently in the NFL and is one year removed from playing college football? That that And who was in like national headlines for several straight years yeah, for and who, different reasons. Like, was a Heisman candidate for a hot minute and like That would disqualify. Like, yeah, you're not a you're not a West Virginia fan. That's it. it. And she she was a little defensive and I said, Cameron, if if one of your friends came up to you a year from now and said, hey, why can't I place the name Bryce Perkins? Like, wouldn't you judge them? Because she she is a sports fan. Like, she's mm-hmm. not some, you know, she it's not like she doesn't care. And she was like, that's different. You know, I went to UVA. 
And none of us went to West Virginia, but we all know who Will Greer is. So that's that's the the genesis of this question is, what does it mean to be a fan, in your opinion? I mean, ultimately, I don't care. If you want to, if your sister wants to call herself a West Virginia fan, I, I couldn't care less. I don't get that bothered by it. What's the most overrated movie of all time? I, I think this is an easy answer. Maybe it's too easy of an answer, and I'm sure we could go into a lot of different alleys here. I think it's Citizen Kane. Um, I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah, and like, is it a good movie? Sure, it's fine. Uh, it doesn't like. It doesn't tickle my fancy in that way. Like it's not. I don't know why I just talked like you're I would, not taking your clothes off and dancing around. <laughs> I started talking about a movie it. from the 1940s and then started talking like I was from the 1940s five seconds later. So I don't know what to do with that. But yeah, like some of those movies age really well. If you go watch Casablanca, it's good right now today. It's still good. Citizen Kane is just like really. This is the best movie ever made. Ever. My only pushback with that is I feel like Citizen Kane is talked about as an overrated movie so much that it's not. It's overrated. Like if you if you read like film books or screenplay books, like Citizen Kane is in every single thing. Like it's all about Citizen Kane, the foreshadowing, the message, and blah blah blah. So I get that it's overrated in that sense, but I feel like to most people our age or even the generation above us it it's not overrated because i don't even know how many people have seen it i watched so it just cool. so i could feel comfortable saying it was overrated that was 100 percent why i watched it i think it's star wars and that's not even close the original yeah. star wars i'll never understand it yeah no i i kind of disagree i think the original ones are pretty good you are putting together a posse for a three-day vegas trip okay you're gonna fly in friday afternoon you're going to take the red eye back to Minnesota Sunday night. Okay. It's a group of three guys, you and two other people. You have five people to choose from. You need to pick two of these five. Are you ready? I'm going alone. You're going alone. That's not an option. Okay. In no particular order, Swedish climate activist, Greta Thunberg, who I believe is a teenager, us president, Calvin Coolidge, scorpion from mortal Kombat. Margot Robbie, and Nazi General Erwin Rommel, a.k.a. the Desert Fox. I don't know who that is. Uh, I will take Margot Robbie for 300, please. And then I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. We have to you pick went, another person. That's how you answer I feel like you, you just took it a step too far. If you had said, like, Ken Griffey Jr. and Scottie Pippen and Bill Clinton and, like, other people that I can actually pick from... Sure, but I feel like you just you went too far. I I here's what here's the meta of this question. I feel like all five of these people are somehow flawed for this question. So I'm making you pick flawed. Like I would love to spend some time with Margot Robbie. Don't get me wrong. If we're going on a Vegas trip together, you are now not doing anything. You are now part of Margot Robbie's posse, and she's going to be answering questions and having her picture taken for 72 hours. That's what your Vegas trip now is. That was your worst question of your ten. That, I'm fine with that. But you still have did to, you feel good about it? Going you have to into pick another person besides Margot Robbie. You have to round out your trip. I don't even remember the other options. It was such a bad question. Greta, Calvin Coolidge, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, and Erwin Rommel. Just give me Calvin, and I'll give him you know a cigar and whiskey, and he can just hang out for three days. Maybe that's the strategy. Maybe you get you get Coolidge, and then get him drunk, so he'll feel comfortable talking. Famous non-talker. 
Wow. Glad I have a good question here to <laughs> to wrap this up. I'm giving you Alabama and Clemson or the field to win the national championship this season. Which side are you taking? Bama and Clemson or the field? Why are you thinking this hard about it? It's not that hard of a question. It's a good question, but it's not that hard. I get I know what you think I should say. I'm not convinced that the field isn't the right answer. Yeah, I get that you're a math guy and whatever, but the answer is Alabama and Clemson and it's not even I'm I'm as debatable. unconfident in Alabama right now as I've ever been and it's not just because of last year. It's it's a trend. Who who are the other I don't know, maybe let's say like five other teams could maybe win it. You feel that much better about saying, "Okay, give me Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon. It's not about uh, that. It's about give Penn me State, the unknown. Oregon. Give me something that we can't foresee at this point happening. I don't want the unknown. We've seen in college football, the, the, the group of contenders just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. Give me what I know. I agree I with Alabama you if there Clemson. are more people in the Alabama and Clemson group. But I guess I still, I don't know. I guess if I you, still have to lean s- Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, but the field, I think, is very enticing, so it's 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 a difficult choice. If you surveyed 100 people, do you think 75 would say Bama and Clemson? Yes. Do you think it would be more? No, I think it's 75-25 sounds about right. Well, that was fun. Your last question was terrible, but the rest of them were I disagree. I think it was a great question. Well, thanks for listening to episode number 100 of the High Motor Podcast. Thanks to those coming back each week or those checking out the show for the first time. Great to have all of you. I'll be back on Wednesday with a guest for the midweek episode. Would love to have you back with me. Thanks for listening to the High Motor Podcast. I saw a friend today. It had been a while. And we forgot each other's names. But it didn't matter because deep inside The feeling still remained the same We talked of knowing one before you've met And how you feel more than you see And other worlds that lie in spaces